Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's go to someone who does know more about this than I do. Of course, I'm talking about PJ Glasser. You hear him as a fill-in host on BetMGM tonight and across the BetQL network. Also, follow him on Twitter at PJGlasser9. PJ, before we get into your slate, let me ask you this question. What do you do when you see a a matchup that you like as far as how you think the game script will go. Like maybe you see one team that has a big rebounding advantage versus another team, and you think that might carry a team to victory and to cover, but the trends are against them. How do do you reconcile those two things? I'm not too big on trends, Jenks, unless it's like a number that that I really, really like. Um, College basketball – almost more than any other sport. I mean, matchups are really matchups are really what it's all about. Kentucky might be my favorite team to bet in college basketball because they are a matchup-oriented team. When they go against teams with great offenses, Gonzaga, Bama, Missouri, Arkansas, we've seen them get blown out this year. When they go against defensive-minded teams, they've played Tennessee twice, they beat them. Florida, Mississippi State. So Kentucky is just one example. There are plenty of other teams out there, but – like there's a trend tonight in one of the games we're going to preview that's pretty eye-opening, but for the most part, I'm a guy that's all about styles and matchups because that's usually uh, the way that these games tend to go. Yeah, I think it's just tricky when you see these lines that don't make a ton of sense, and we've seen it time and time again in college hoops where you know the line looks a little fishy and then that ends up being the right side. So sometimes it's just this mind meld that I'm stuck in. Uh, here's one of the games that I think is a little tricky to dive into. Number 11, Tennessee, at number 25, Texas A&M. We have the Aggies laying a point and a half here. The total, 128 and a half. Listen, I hate betting on Tennessee because I think when they are at their best, they're one of the best teams in college basketball, but that's not the case each and every night. They've lost to Vanderbilt, but again, they have one of the best defenses in the country. So what's your read on Tennessee and Texas A&M? So guys, usually when we're either like late Sunday night or Monday morning afternoon, I kind of look at like the Tuesday, Wednesday slates. And I looked at this Tuesday slate and I'm like, wow, we have a lot of good games today. And I thought for sure Tennessee would be a short road favorite. I thought they'd be like two, two and a half. So the fact that A&M's favorite in this game is is pretty surprising to me. Chelsea, you mentioned that the Vols have struggled here as of late. I think this is a great buy low spot on Tennessee, though. A&M's 12-2 in SEC play. They're playing great basketball. But this is by far the best team they're playing. They haven't played Bama yet in SEC play. So Tennessee is going to be the, the best team that they face here in conference play. 
And I just think this game's going to be defensive-minded. It's going to be low-scoring. There's not a first-half number yet that's dropped for tonight. It's probably going to be like the 61-and-a-half, 62-and-a-half range. I would take that first half under. I think it's going to be a game that's going to be in like the mid-20s when we hit halftime. But I like Tennessee to win the game. I think they're, they're due for a win here. You know that Kentucky game on Saturday was a tough spot for them after beating Bama, but I think they bounced back tonight. Uh, it's going to be a great crowd tonight in College Station. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be close, but I do like Tennessee. I just take them outright on the money line, plus 100. Let's go to the Big 12, where number nine Baylor is visiting number 14 Kansas State, and Baylor is laying two and a half points. We saw a really close game last time out when these two teams met in Waco, but now they're headed to Manhattan. Total set at 145 and a half. Very curious to see where you're going here, PJ. So as you guys know, K-State's not only had a great season, but they've had a great season against the spread too. They're 17-10 and 10 overall. They're 11-4 and four against the spread at home. When they're favorites at home, they usually always cover the spread. Now, they've only been underdogs a couple times this season. One of those times was against Kansas, which was a game that went to overtime. They won by a point coin flip game. The other one was Texas, which I'm sure Jenks remember – Longhorns were now big in that game, and they had a great comeback in the second half and ended up winning. I like Baylor. You know, Baylor played such a good first half against Kansas in that game on Saturday, and then the Jayhawks outscored them by 30 points in the second half. I just think that was fluky. Kansas couldn't miss a shot in the second half. But Baylor's the better team, and I think if Baylor just plays like their B game, as long as Kansas State doesn't play their A, A-plus game, I, I like Baylor. There's a reason this line has moved from one and a half to two and a half. I would just take the Bears on the money line. You guys have talked about there's so many tricky spreads tonight and they're short numbers. So I would just take the money line. Don't mess around with the spread. But I do like Baylor to get the job done. I think I think they're a much better team than Kansas State. I do think line movement means something in college hoops, especially when we're talking about this early in the morning because you were talking about that spread. Uh, It opened as K-State being favored by one, moved to two and a half as Baylor now two and a half point favorites. So let's talk about another game where we've seen a line move. It's the Indiana and Michigan State game. Michigan State, I believe, was two and a half just last night. This line has already moved to three and a half which if I'm on Michigan State, I am now nervous against Indiana. So what's your read on Indiana and Michigan State? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Chelsea, I'm with you. Now that this has gotten a three and a half, it's it's getting a little getting a little nervous for me. I do just like Michigan State on the money line. This is the first home game that they're going to be playing since obviously those tragic events with the shooting on campus. So I think there's going to be a lot of emotion in that building tonight. I think they're going to play really, really well. But I think the game's going to be close. And three and a half, you know, that's that's a good amount of points that Indiana has to work with, especially if you get like a late three in the game after some free throws and Indiana gets a backdoor cover. So I love Michigan State on the money line. I think of all these short spreads – 
that we have tonight in these games. If you're asking me for a money line lock, it's Michigan State. I think they are the team I feel most confident is going to win tonight. But I, I would be careful of that three and a half. I, I wouldn't lay that number. I would just take the money line. We're talking with PJ Glasser, fill-in host on BetMGM tonight. You can hear him across the BetQL network, also on Twitter at PJ Glasser nine. Okay, this is another one of those games, right? Which fits the, I guess, the theme that we've been talking about: unranked team at home in Virginia Tech, laying two and a half points, hosting number thirteen Miami, and Miami is clearly the better team, and yet they're a dog here, PJ. Uh, yeah, Jenks, and you guys are going to hear this this trend and this stat a ton today. I'm sure it'll be on Twitter a ton today. Unranked teams who are favored against top 15 AP poll teams are 13-3 and three against the spread this season. Huh. So Virginia Tech would fit that trend. I mean, that's a big number. That's 16 games, and that's 13-3. and three. So that, that's tough to ignore. At the same time, though, Miami's 8-2 and two against the spread on the road this season. You're not going to find many teams that have been better against the number than Miami on the road. It's a tough game. If you had to make me pick, I'd probably take Virginia Tech. They were favorites in a game similar to this when they played Virginia. They were favored at home. Didn't make much sense. So Miami's been rolling. They've had a lot of nice wins here in ACC play recently. They blew out North Carolina and Chapel Hill, but... I do like uh, I do like Virginia Tech on the money line. It's not one of my favorite plays, but I think that trend is just it's too tough to ignore. I would take the Hokies. Ugh, PJ, that was the game that I liked the most. Like I saw yeah. that line, and I thought to myself, Miami is such a good offensive team, and Virginia Tech can hang offensively. We know that they can score, but also they gave up what ninety two points last time around to Miami. So here is my dilemma. Like when you have a strong feeling on something, but you have that trend about like the unranked teams at home or whatever, like would I go against it just purely based on that trend? Yeah, it's it's a good question. That's what I struggle with too. You know, a lot of the times I, I just overthink it and I see a game where you're right, Chelsea. I mean, Miami's better than Virginia Tech. So why is Virginia Tech favored in this game, especially when Miami's been so good on the road it's it's tough I would say you know just roll with your gut if you love Miami to start if you think they're going to win this game just take Miami a lot of the times I'm more mad at myself with the bets that I I knew were going to hit and then I read something Mm -hmm. and it changed how I was going to how I was going to play the game so you know for all the betters out there if you feel good about a game and and that's the game that you want to roll with you should you know you should just stick with it PJ now we have the new number one and I say new number one because it's Houston again this season they've been near the top for most of the year but man we've seen so many teams in and out of that top spot who do you think is trending now in the right direction as far as those not blue bloods but the teams that have been most consistent throughout the year well yeah I do think Houston's trending in the right direction I'm not worried about them at all they're still my pick to win it all I think they have the best team they have a great coach they have great guard play one of the best defensive teams and their offense has been very good this season UCLA is a team I would keep an eye on you know they don't play the sexiest brand of ball but man is it it wins games in March and they have experience Mm -hmm. Jaime Jaquez Tiger Campbell they've been to final fours uh they lost that crazy game to Gonzaga so they have some experience there even though they lost the other night uh to Kansas Baylor's a team that's trending they're getting healthy they got their big man Jonathan Chamuchachua back and their guards, man, when Flagler, Cryer, and Keontae George, when they're on like they were in the first half against Kansas, 
I mean, they led Kansas by 16 at halftime. So that kind of tells you what Baylor's ceiling is when they're rolling. So those would be some teams I would watch right now that are kind of uh, peaking at the right time. If you want a little under-the-radar one, two guys, Northwestern, they're solo mm-hmm. second in the Big Ten. They keep knocking everybody off at home. They beat Purdue. They beat Indiana. They beat Iowa the other night. Northwestern's a team that they won't score 80, 90 points a game, but they're the kind of team that with their defense and their pace, when they get into a tournament setting, could be could be a tough out for a lot of teams. You can check them out as a fill-in host on BetMGM tonight. In fact, across various shows on the BetQL Network, it is our friend PJ Glasser. PJ, we always appreciate you joining us, and great stuff as always. Always good seeing you guys. Take care. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.